Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. Welcome to NVTV. Today we're sitting down with uh, Bob at Graham and & Graham, and we're going to be talking about the second part of our two-part series on starting a new business, and today we're handling the legal aspects of organizing a business. Um, so Bob, one of the first questions I have, obviously we've talked with uh, Paul Hill about sort of the accounting side of it, but from a legal aspect, why would you even consider forming a business as, or a corporation or an LLC as opposed to just going out and doing work on your own? Right. Well, as Paul Hill described, you know, a lot of it is with your tax liability and um, the way to save you money. Um, but the other liability aspect that you want to look about and look at is how will any claims against an entity affect you personally? Because you don't want to avail your own personal assets to your corporation or your LLC's business. So you really want to have that divide uh, between an actual entity being an LLC or a corporation and you personally. Okay, so if I didn't do the LLC thing and I just went out and I, my, one of my businesses is, is photography, so I just went out and I was a photographer, mm -hmm. just as myself, as Sam Osborne. You, what we're saying here is I am liable. What, what does that ultimately mean? I have legal liability there personally. Right, well, let's say that uh, in a in a bad case scenario, uh, I won't say worse, that you are sued for maybe a breach of contract or, or some negligent act maybe, um, then your own personal assets, everything that you've made and all of your equipment and in your house maybe even, could be subject to recovery in a lawsuit. If you have that legal entity, you can help protect you know, what you make um, from a business and you can help secure you know, your own personal assets as long as you keep the corporation and, or LLC's assets divided. Okay. So you really have two separate entities. All right. So if, if I form an LLC and I go out and I'm a photographer as an LLC or as a company, then my clients are doing business with this company which is separate from me and so if something goes wrong, me personally, I'm not liable. Right, and, and there's a lot of different components that come along with that. You know, we would want to counsel somebody on truly how to protect yourself with your corporate identity versus your individual identity. Okay. So there are, there are things that can go on that can muddy that water. Right. They could come back and... Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, you, you want to truly separate the two. Okay. Um, and and it, it goes from anywhere from banking to how you carry out your business, how you sign your checks, how you sign your contracts. Um, a, lot of, a lot of different things that go into it. Okay. Is there ever a reason not to form an LLC or a corporation from a, from a legal standpoint? Yeah, I, I think so, and, and it's a case-by-case -case basis, okay. but that's where us as practitioners, we sit down with our clients and you know, we spend time with them. Uh, we get to know what types of businesses they do, um, which may you know, avail them to, to certain corporate structures. Um, so we, it's, it's really, like I say, it's, it's like a counseling. We want to know um, what exactly that they're going to be doing. But if, if it's going to be a small business and, and not much risk, um, you know, it, it may be unnecessary to, to do an LLC or, or definitely unnecessary to do um, a, a corporation. Okay. Um, 
once the, the determination has been made that we need to go the LLC route and, and separate those entities, are there legal ramifications or implications for choosing one entity type within the LLC umbrella over the other as far as like a, remaining a sole proprietorship or a partnership or S-Corp, C-Corp, things that you know, Paul was talking about the other day? And there's certain um, procedures that you need to do through, through each corporate structure. So it just depends on which corporate structure is best for you and best for your business. So um, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different things that that need to be done uh, depending on which entity you choose. Okay. Um, obviously, when it, when we're talking about the tax side of it, there are deadlines all through the year in terms of filing taxes and payroll and that kind of stuff. Once the LLC has been created, are there things that I would need to come back to you or a business owner would come back to you on a periodic basis to have you review or other paperwork that needs to be filed or you want to set it up and then you're ready to go? Um, possibly. Okay. You know, uh, what I often find is once somebody starts an LLC, it, it's a process and a learning curve for them too. Once they start operating through their LLC and through their business, they'll realize that, well, you know, as I'm working with this customer, well, I want a contract or I, I want some third party agreement. So they'll come back to us and, and we can help develop those contracts and agreements to better suit their business. Okay. Okay. So there's there's more than just, hey, I need to file with the state to form an LLC and yeah, you're, my way away. You're certainly yeah. not just right. not done and it's <laughs> right. like, oh, now, now I have my business up and running right. and I can right. go make a million dollars right. and not worry about my attorneys. But and we were talking a little bit before before this, it's really important to get that done correctly. All of that correctly. So yes. what share with us what what can go wrong if we're not dealing with a professional. Say I just went out and did it on my own. Like, Sure. I, a lot of people come in with um, documents from the internet. So you see LegalZoom or, or really anything. If you just Google uh, the legal document that you want, you can come up with all kinds of documents. Some of them are written pretty well, but they're usually written well for a specific person or a specific set of circumstances. And that doesn't always apply to the person that's printing it off. So we've seen situations where people have printed off, let's say, an operating agreement, and that's really the, the nuts and bolts of who owns an LLC, and also how an LLC will be dissolved if they want to terminate the business or how they sell property. And um, we've seen, follow, seen shareholders or, or members, as what it's called in an LLC, have a fallout, try to separate their business and not realize how much money they're actually separating and what they're giving up to separate their business. Right. So we've had buyouts that were never contemplated at the time of formation, I mean, in, in excess of you know half a million, million dollars. Right, right. Everyone starts out on a new venture, whether it's business or just in your personal life, and you think everything's gonna be great. And right. you, you don't start to think about these things because you've got this, in this case, a business partner or partners who everybody's getting along and things going well, but five years into the business, we want to go different directions and Absolutely. things that we never saw coming. And so it's important to probably come sit down with you and help you have you help business owners think that sort of thing through. Yeah. And, and again, that goes to the counseling to where we talk about the good, but we, we must talk about the bad because if you don't, you're really ignoring a substantial part of... Um, the, the agreements that you're forming, and at the end of the day, if it does turn out bad, it's it could be very costly and and something that you just frankly don't don't ever contemplate, and it's it could be detrimental to a business. Sure, sure. And and personally, I would imagine you can lose a lot of assets. Right. <laughs> in, that, right. in that journey. Um, 
let's back up for one second and talk, because correct me if I'm wrong though, of course, um, if I'm a, like a single member LLC, you, you mentioned operating agreement and I'm sure the bylaws and all sorts of other stuff that goes on with that. As a single member, do I need all of those things? That's a good question. I do. I always do an operating agreement for any LLC because um, when you go to for financing, almost any bank will demand an operating agreement, as silly as it may sound, for a single member LLC. Um, a lot of times if you're opening accounts, um, you know, the most recent one I did was for a, a, a construction company and they were opening up an account at Lowe's and they needed an operating agreement. So it, it's good to have one. Okay. Um, what are the other sort of pieces of paper that happened as you were starting to? Um, you know, you could do separate buy-sell agreements. Um, you could just form, you know, all the contracts and papers that you know that you're going to need for your particular type of business. Um, independent contractor agreements, potentially. So, again, I mean, there's a lot of different types of things that are really tailored to your business that, that we would consider. Okay. Um, well, what else is there that I'd not even think to ask that someone who's considering starting a new business or maybe they started a business and they didn't realize they need to do this, that they need to know that we really haven't touched on? Well, you, you, you need to think about everything. It's, it's the business structure, but if you're, let's say, obtaining real estate, um, you know, how to hold the real estate, um, like I said, buy-sell agreements are, are something that's, that's important, and that, that's in the event that one party wants to get out. Uh, you may want to do a separate buy-sell agreement. Um, you may want to contemplate, contemplate um, death. So uh, in the event of death, um, what happens to the business? Um, that makes it a lot easier for your heirs and makes it easier for the business to, to last um, beyond your, your death. What's your single best piece of advice to someone starting out as a new business? Always seek legal help at the beginning versus at the end. So it's kind of the, the magic wand theory. When people come in and say, well, we didn't see you at the beginning, but we're seeing you now, so wave your magic wand and get it fixed. Um, it, it, that's very hard to do. So seek help at the beginning. It will save you money at the end. That's what I think is definitely the best piece of advice. And it's like I said, it's, it's really a learning process. So most people that I see that come in and start LLCs, they aren't starting their second or third LLC. They're starting their first. Right. And once they start their first, they just, they just hear that you need to do it. So you do it, and then once they start practicing and, and making money, like, well, I need all this other stuff. So um, it's good to... And people change too, so they get into one one practice and say, "Well, I'm going to do, you know, house flipping. I'm going to flip houses." Then they they get into it. Then they say, "Well, I'm not flipping as many houses, but I'm doing a ton of construction. What do I need to do then?" Yeah. But you can still keep the same corporate identity um, and change your business practice, so you don't need to start another LLC. Yeah. But when their interests change and their their business changes, you know, they need to seek that help again. Is it a good idea to have multiple LLCs for different lines of business? Or if they're similar, like flipping houses to construction, like that's a similar type of business. But if you've got sort of diverse business interests? I think it depends on who your partners are. I mean, if you're having different partners, um, I mean, an LLC can actually own an LLC. Right. 
So um, it, it really just depends on on what scope of your business you're do- that you're doing and the potential liability that may come from one may not come from another. So you want to separate those. Gotcha. There, there are, of course, larger firms in Columbus or regional firms. Um, what, are, what do you see as, as a sort of a hometown law firm as the benefits of using somebody that's local? Well, it's nice to know the people. Um, and we have a lot of good local banks, like North Valley, that um, many of the local attorneys will know the players involved and will know their procedures. So it helps to, to know everybody within the circle and it's easier to get things done. Well, Bob, I think that's going to be supremely useful for a lot of people out there. Um, would recommend, of course, if you're thinking about starting a business or um, new sort of in the, in the business cycle, make sure you, you have an attorney on your business team along with accountants and insurance agents uh, like we've talked about before. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Thanks for all the information and thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.